In Ag and Review for the week ending February 28th, despite both the House and Senate announcing proposed tax legislation, we had this report revealing that the outcome for anything to actually come to fruition this year is doubtful. When it comes to tax reform, like many other issues in Congress, it seems that differing agendas may ultimately delay progress. As American Farm Bureau Tax Advisor Pat Wolf says both the House and Senate know that they need to deal with expired tax breaks, including small business expensing for equipment, a key element for agriculture. But Wolf says the problem is the two bodies are pursuing conflicting tracks, starting with the Senate. The Finance Committee has said we're going to move to tax extenders next, and we're hoping that'll happen sometime soon in the next month or so. The House on the other side says, whoa, uh, we're going to talk about tax reform first and then talk about extenders. So what does this all mean for farmers and ranchers? Congress most likely isn't going to get around to extending Section 179 until after the election, and that's really unfortunate because farmers need to know when they're making purchases this year what the tax code will be, and it's just not likely that's going to happen. Small business expensing allows tax write-offs in the same year as purchases. The $500,000 deduction fell to $25,000 at the end of last year, way less than a single piece of farm equipment. Another issue before the House Ways and Means, so-called cash accounting. Cash accounting allows farmers and ranchers to use single-entry bookkeeping rather than double-entry bookkeeping and to record transactions when they happen. It's like keeping a checkbook. That's very important. It helps farmers' cash flow. It keeps their accounting simple. And we think provides an accurate reflection of the health of a business at any particular date and time. Agriculture is allowed to use cash accounting for now with hopes that it will stay on the books. And with some cattle numbers from the southeast, we have this report from Randall Wiseman. While the number of cattle run through the livestock auctions in Alabama, Florida, and Georgia was down again last year, they didn't drop quite as much as some may think. David Garcia, OIC for the Market News Service, has the final numbers. 2013 compared to 2012 was slightly off a little bit, less than 1%, which is kind of good news for us compared to the previous years. In Alabama, we topped out at 603,000 head. Uh, Georgia was at 499,500 head. And uh, Florida was at 336,000 head. And with two months basically gone by here now in 2014, how are the numbers looking for this year thus far? They've started out fairly decent considering the type of weather we've had moved through the uh, through the region. We did have a bad week in, in January and a bad week in February that kind of slowed things up. But for the most part, uh, cattle receipts are holding up pretty decent along with prices. And when it comes to prices, Garcia said they did well again in 2013. For 2013, we held at a steady level uh, compared to 2012. We really didn't see any decrease anywhere. However, going in 2014, we're about $10 above what we were this time last year. And he said that was all the way across the board on both feeder and slaughter cattle. And we wrap up for this week with this thoughtful perspective on a very hot issue from Everett Greiner. Like any argument, there are two sides to this GMO situation. Each side can take a strong position. And uh, how is GMO labeling related to organic production? There have been spell-binding lawsuits between farmers who plant GMO crops and farmers who don't. Some foreign countries simply prohibit GMO crops under any condition. Other countries are doing what we do here. Some plant, some don't. Would it make any difference if retail products were labeled as GMO? I'm sure it would. How much difference is the question? But one fact is undeniable. 
stop the use of GMO crops, and production costs will go up. I mean, way up. Yields would fall significantly, and pesticide use would be headed for Mars. One other fact, our foreign competitors would jump with joy. And don't forget, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet.